0: Yes, hi, hello! Welcome to Gooncast! I am James, also known as Saber0307, and I am once again joined by my Goonie co cone- hosts. I almost called you co hosts. Because <laughs> James can't speak.
1: Uh, I'm Cat, also known as the Attack Cat on Twitch. Um, and, uh,. <laughs> this is going great so far. <laughs> this is stellar. Stellar. <laughs> Did you I, I was just going to let you announce yourself, Lee. I thought we were just doing like names. This
0: again, is all staying so we, in. We, hmm? this yeah, this is, all, this is, this is not staying in. Staying in no, 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 it's all staying in.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is all staying in. What's up everybody? Oh <laughs> this is Lee Alder, the Valley Jester. I'm the uh editor for the Saber Channel and uh full-time hack fraud and writer.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't at all say that I made like a couple emojis, and I'm an art person, sort of.
2: Well, that's why I gave you that pause there. I wanted you. <laughs> I wanted to give you the, the appropriate professional moment to introduce what you do uh, to the world. And um, stunned oh. silence is what we were. What we yeah, were about.
1: I don't. I don't really do much of anything. So uh, uh,
2: listen. There I'm you go. You. I'm
0: blaming Kathy. All right. <laughs> all right. So we're here today. To start up a new possible semi-reoccurring thing of discussing video game-based movies because we're all gamers and uh rise up rise up oh
3: and, god
0: and cat and, and i work in in game dev as well uh mm-hmm. so you know it's it's neat and you know what better way to start then uh with the most recent video game movie, Mortal Kombat, and its two predecessors, Mortal Kombat ninety five and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. It's gonna be great. Oh yeah. Uh and as, as 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 let's as you suggested, Kat, let's let's get off with our let's start off with not get off, let's lewd. Yeah. Uh let's let's start <laughs> yes. off with that's our a different kind of podcast. Yeah.
1: Uh, I thought I thought something fun to do As sort of since this is episode 2 um, We have already kind of A little bit talked about our Kind of like tastes in movies and stuff like that In the first episode um, But specifically to talk about To get into our taste in video game movies yeah. um, I'm sure You know uh, Of everyone here we've seen a lot of them Or at least a few of them And like despite the fact that Most of them tend to be on the not great side, uh, I'm sure we have our favorites. We do. So, yeah, I was interested to hear what people's favorites were before we launched into a big ol' rundown of uh, all the Mortal Kombat movies.
2: Yeah, it, it creates it creates an interesting dynamic because when you're trying to convert something from one medium to another, it's very easy to lose things in translation. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. We see this we see this a lot when uh, book to film adaptations are mm-hmm. attempted. Um, there's a lot of ways to lose context to certain things. Um, You need to cut a lot of things for Mm runtime, leading to things like characters or even entire plot lines being ditched entirely, which can -hmm. just create all kinds of chaos. And with video games, it's a gigantic pain in the ass because it is meant to be... Uh, directly involving the viewer. The mm-hmm. viewer is meant to not just sit there and be given an experience in a video game, you're a part of it and you're actively pursuing things. So that's that's why I think in general, a lot of these uh, video game to film adaptations drop the ball is in changing to a whole different medium, it's an entirely different ball game.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I think yeah. also part of the problem is um, trying like most video games, on average, are like six to 12 hours, maybe mm-hmm. longer yeah, than that, lot. you know? Mm-hmm.
2: I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I have 370 hours clocked into cyberpunk. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's an exception. Holy crap. <laughs> um, crap. And, and trying to condense that into, I mean, granted, a good chunk of that is gameplay, but trying to condense mm-hmm. that into a 90 minute to two hour long movie is definitely an undertaking.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. and plus most of the most of the very good ge- video games incorporate their story into their gameplay yes so it's 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 a little bit tricky to to kind of like completely excise that without losing sort of like the spirit of what makes that that game good mm-hmm. um, what works as a game plot might not necessarily work as a movie plot just on its own so I feel like especially with movies you see a lot of... Extraneous things added. Um, I think uh, one of the biggest examples I have is the the Silent Hill franchise. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
1: there's a you know there's a lot of content there. There's a lot of narrative content in the Silent Hill games, but a lot of it is you know the sort of like environmental storytelling and the the yeah. sort of like you know storytelling through your actions and through your kind of like divergent choices. Um, whereas you know they they kind of so I think. Um, I I will not say the first Silent Hill is one of my favorite video, or is my favorite video game movie, but it's definitely one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And I think because of the way that despite kind of like picking and choosing the narrative elements it takes from the games, I think it really captured the feel. Like, I know know people critically kind of panned it a little bit because like, oh, they misinterpreted Pyramid Head. He's not like this at all. And it's like, yes, he's not. You're right. But like, He's also one of the most iconic things about the franchise. A Silent Hill movie without Pyramid Head, you know, like might not be something that like a lot of the broader audience is like, oh, Silent Hill. You know what I mean?
2: It would raise a lot of eyebrows. Absolutely. He's, yeah. he's become the, the flagship character of the franchise. Yes. Um, to the extent that, you know, he's he's the guest character in uh, Dead by Daylight. Mm -hmm. Um, If a Silent Hill movie were to be released, you'd have a lot of the purists who are saying, well, that's accurate because uh, Pyramid Head would only exist if we were doing an adaptation of Silent Hill 2.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: Um, But at the same time, there would be just, you know, maybe even a larger amount of people going, where's our guy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Which there was a lot of when the first Resident Evil film came out, that the big character that was built up as a villain was a liquor. (laughs) <laughs> and there were a lot of people who were going okay this is not you know this is not a resident evil film you've got you've mm-hmm. got the ghouls and you've got a liquor where's <laughs> where's the the you know the genetic experiments where's mm-hmm. where's the tyrant you know
1: where's the hunter? Yep. Where's, Chris? where's, where's, Birkin? where's Jill? yeah
2: which not even to get into um too much of the the lost you know lost in translation stuff about that movie cuz I'll I'll dig into Resident Evil on my turn quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um but as far as as far as Silent Hill, that one is definitely on my on my list of favorite video game films. I think mm-hmm. atmospherically it was able to capture a lot of the the mystique and gravitas that the game has mm-hmm. and did a good job of immersing you into it and I got to give it credit. Yes. Um much in, in the way that an actor in the Mortal Kombat franchise was able to shape a character, and I'll talk on Kano later. Um, <laughs> the Silent Hill movie was one that really popularized the, uh, the visual of going from our world into the other world, mm-hmm. of things kind of like peeling and flaking away into ash. That was from the film.
0: Yeah. I, I think that, that that element is kind of common of of just taking element from a of film and mm-hmm. incorporating it into the video game because that also happened with like the Resident Evil movie uh, with the laser hallway and then we get the laser hallway in Resident Evil yes. 4. Yes. Um, right, right. Yeah.
2: Excellent example. I mm-hmm.
0: I have a lot of problems with the Silent Hill movie but it also is on my list of favorites. Like I'm kind of easily yeah. able to like throw, ignore my, my qualms with it. Like one of my biggest mm-hmm. problems with the Silent Hill movie is it took like this cosmic horror cult and just mm. turned it into kind of generic extremist Christian cult, burning witches mm-hmm. and stuff, stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, that's not quite as interesting oh. for me.
1: And to be clear, none of us are talking about Silent Hill Revelation. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll get to Silent Hill Revelation when we do our Silent Hill episode.
1: Okay, good, good. Cause, yeah, cause... We're gonna
0: rewatch that. Holy I haven't crap. seen that since theaters. <laughs> Ugh. Where, you know what, Py- Pyramid Head fucking fights Trinity from The Matrix? Yeah. Oh I'm, I'm,
2: gonna, I'm gonna conveniently be
0: getting eaten by a shark that day. <laughs> no, 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 you're not. This was oh. your idea, Lee. Oh, darn. This was your idea, Lee. We're fucking sticking through it, Lee.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Uh, um. But yeah.
1: Well, so, I guess, uh, do you guys want me to go first then about who my favorite adaptation is? Yeah,
2: sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I put together a top five list and I'm just going to kind of breeze through mine. So you just. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really put together a list because uh, I really only have one that I consider to be my my favorite. Um, and it's uh, I, I did already spoil it for these guys, um, but it's kind of a funny one because it's probably one a lot of people don't really like consider. Um, but my favorite movie live action movie adaptation of a video game is the Japanese Ace Attorney movie. Um, and it is because I think it is the perfect casting, um, the perfect encapsulation of the entire first game. Like I think, you know, they, they obviously had to trim a lot of it and kind of like, you know, cut things down a little bit, but like it really hits basically all of those beats um the comedy is done well, the serious stuff is done well. I think honestly the only thing I would ding it points for is um its interpretation of uh Maya who is the uh like his assistant. Um so in the games she's like this very bubbly, like young spirited kind of like kid she's she's very like she's a spirit medium um but she's very childish like she likes cartoons and like superhero shows and she's like very into like going to eat junk food and stuff like that um but in the movie um so I guess minor spoilers for the games uh one of the first cases you get in the games is that your mentor gets murdered and your mentor is uh Maya's older sister um so in the games for that first that's the first time you meet maya and she's very like morose and sullen because she is she just lost her sister and also she's being like held captive for her like on trial for her murder right so it's like okay she's going through some shit um but in the course of that the first game like you get more of her personality as the game progresses because there's like a time skip and there's like you know there's more time between her sister's murder and later in the game, but in the movie, they can't really do that. So she's just morose the entire time. Mm. So they kind of lose a little bit of her personality, but I, I, I forgive it a little bit because I'm like, it makes sense to me in the, in the narrative of that particular movie. Kind of what Lee was saying earlier, how like, um, how you know how it's you know you have to sometimes cut down things to just Mm -hmm. make it fit into a i think that was an example of they had to cut it down and yes her character suffered for it because she's much more dimensional than just oh i'm sad my sister died um but for the purpose of that movie it it made sense to me Mm -hmm. like edgeworth edgeworth and phoenix are glorious (laughs) the main bad guy glorious it's it's just it's perfect
2: well that's always one of the most satisfying parts about an adaptation that rubs you the right way is mm-hmm. the casting. To see when some casting gets done properly and you can get to experience that, that moment of like, wow, that really is the character from the game.
1: Yep. To yep. to see
2: to see a character accomplished in the on-screen medium is just so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think either
1: work. of either of you guys have seen have you have you have both of you played the, any of the Ace Attorney games? I, I
2: know nothing about it. I, oh.
0: I I kind of know about it, but I, I have not played it. I know some oh. of them got ported to home consoles, and it's on my mm-hmm. list of shit to play. Just because, at, at least for me, I appreciate handheld games, and I like handheld mm-hmm. games. But my my track record for for playing handheld games, at, or at least finishing handheld games, is very minimal just because at least like the smaller screen and everything like that i i don't really like e- even when i was younger i i don't really like take my handheld anywhere so i play it at home and i'm like i'd rather play this on my tv so that's uh, it, it's it's on my list mm-hmm. i will get the extent it
2: right of day. The extent of my exposure to anything Ace Attorney related is putting on that 10-hour loop of the fragrance of dark coffee.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. That's about That's right. the
2: extent of it.
0: I, I, yeah, think I... I saw some meme where, where it was just like somebody dubbed over Ace Attorney scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, where, or they were using Ace Attorney scenes for something else. I can't remember what the meme was. Some ancient meme video from like a decade ago.
1: Um well yeah we will eventually i'm sure be watching i or yeah i think because it was also it was directed by Takashi Miki so we're going to watch it with another one of his video di- video it's game good. adaptations Fuck Yeah we
0: are yakuza baby Yeah which so i also have not seen even exciting. though i love yakuza and i can only mm-hmm. imagine cuz Takashi Miki <laughs> is kind of a batshit insane director
1: he's awesome i adore him which Kind of funnily enough, that, that kind of segues a little bit into Mortal Kombat. Cool,
2: well, you want to talk about batshit directors that are on topic. <laughs> let's talk about Uwe Boll.
1: Shut oh, oh my God. Shut yes, let's do it. <laughs> who,
2: who has zero films appearing on my list. <laughs> but I just want to put in for context. I have never been more fascinated by a director as a human being.
1: Mm,
2: yeah, I do not like a single one of his films. But God damn it. I respect that he made them. And I love that he will literally fist fight someone who disagrees with him.
1: I I actually had to Google him because I was talking about this podcast and how we're we're going to incite his wrath by talking about his movies at some point. And apparently he left the directing business uh and started a restaurant.
2: All right. Oh, he opened he opened a front for money laundering, you say. <laughs> That that checks hold on, out. hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. He hold got on. into the restaurant phase, but, but, guys. I, gotta, I guys. gotta just chime in that that's probably just a theory on Lee's fault part. We don't want to get sued. <laughs> that's true, that's true.
1: Um, but, but, guys, good news. He's back.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm looking at his oh, wiki Lord. now. Yeah, apparently yeah, he has a fourth he's... Rampage movie coming out. Yep, Not Rampage yep. based he has... off of the video game, but the Zone Rampage He has thing. two...
1: He has two games, or two, sorry, two movies that are, like, in pre-production right now, or post-production. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) it's time, guys.
0: (laughs) Jesus, fuck. God help us. I've only seen one Uwe Paul movie, and I remember thinking at the time when I watched it, granted I was much younger, that it wasn't as bad as I was led to believe, but I'm sure my opinion has changed, and that's Alone in the Dark. Hmm. Well, we're going to watch that one. Well, Alone in the...
2: Alone it in the a Dark 1% has 1% on
0: rotten tomatoes. It's the worst reviewed video game based movie of all time. It it oh, yeah. has
2: it has my favorite uh jump into uh into credits music of all time, which is the movie's like in its final 5 seconds. It's got its big last moment of I think it ends on a jump scare or like a light trick or something and then cuts to black. And then, just out of nowhere, I wish I had an angel. And Nightwish comes in, and you're just like, "What, what? the fuck is happening?" Nice. <laughs> it's brilliant,
1: genius.
2: Oh, and yeah, as long as we're going through his catalog, <laughs> uh, I gotta throw, I gotta throw out there for everybody listening at home uh, what I believe the greatest line of film dialogue is of all time. Keep your Citizen Canes, keep your <laughs> Casablanca, get rid of that shit. House of the Dead, it's a big face-to-face moment between our hero and the villain. The villain's this immortal, undead lich, and he's, he's, he's got the hero at, at a disadvantage, the hero says to him, you did all this to be immortal, why?! and the villain gets nice and close like he's about to lick his cheek and just so I could leave forever. Fucking brilliant. Print money and throw it at this man. God damn, that is good.
1: Why else would you want to be immortal?
2: <laughs> not? I... It's, it's, it's the perfect, it's, it's like when Zappelli asks Dio, like, how many souls do you have to take for your hunger to be satisfied? And he just says, how many breads have you eaten in your life? It's like, <laughs> it is, it's fucking preem. It is so good. Mm-hmm. Womp womp. But yeah, Uve Uve's legal team is going to find me now.
1: But yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I want to bring up a really controversial one. Uh, because, let me just buffer the following statement with, this movie is a gigantic piece of shit. However, boy do I love the original Doom movie. <laughs> Doom is awesome. the shit.
0: I own that awesome. on DVD. <laughs> Doom. I saw it in theaters and I bought it on DVD. Doom Doom scratches
2: a lot of itches for me mm-hmm. that are very specific and that other movies have done better, but it still scratches the itch. I My favorite movie trope of all time is a squad of specialists who all do something different.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So like, um, you get it a lot in Aliens. Mm-hmm. I think the, the Colonial Marines and Aliens are the coolest faction ever. Um, I love the mariachis in the All Mariachi trilogy because each one has a different uh guitar weapon. Uh the Marcus brothers from Vampire Hunter D. Fucking brilliant. Doom just rolls out here are eight really expendable dudes. But well, guess <laughs> what, Lee? They've got nicknames. And I go, yeah. Like, what what are their nicknames? Alright, well, there's this guy named John Grimm. What's his nickname? He's Reaper. Yeah! <laughs> Give me that shit in my veins all day. But, oh Karl my Arvin god, too. that movie. That movie's a gigantic oh. piece of shit.
0: Look, it, it's, it's, it's a terror. It's, I, I, I haven't watched it in forever. I remember. Unwatch it once it. a
3: year.
0: <laughs> uh, the two things that stick out in my mind from Doom is that I thank The Rock for the fact that originally in the screenplay they wanted to change the BFG to the bioforce gun because shitty yes. hollywood screenwriting and the rock is like no the BFG stands for the big fucking gun we're calling it the big fucking gun
2: well that one it, they um they did try to do the change to bioforce gun in the quake franchise
3: yes um
2: they put the the BFG into quake 2 uh And, yeah, called it the BioForce Gun, which, yeah, dumb as hell. And thank Dwayne Johnson for doing that. Yes. Um, Also, one of my favorite burns of all time is uh, The Rock was at the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony and uh, was doing a little, you know, stand-up comedy because fuck it, he's The Rock, he'll do what he wants. And uh, made a dig at John Cena saying, um, I heard a disturbing story from overseas, not to get too serious, but uh, I've heard that uh, Americans have been caught using a new torture method on our uh, on enemy POWs and making them endlessly watch the Marine on Blu-ray. <laughs> and it cuts to John Cena who's making like an "Ooh, you got me" face, and Dwayne just laughs it off and says, "John, I'm sorry. I was in Doom. It's okay."
0: Perfect. Uh, and that, that's that's uh, at speaking of the Rock though. Uh, that's the other thing that sticks out in my mind about Doom is the whole. Uh, when when he goes big bad and he goes semper fi motherfucker semper fi motherfucker loyalty to the core
2: <laughs> fucking <laughs> god that that movie's it's it's so oddly charming and i don't know why uh yeah. and i don't even like the first person sequence which is what it was kind of known for is yeah. the um for those who haven't seen it in the third act the movie becomes a first person shooter for about five minutes and it's Visually, it's really odd and jarring, but it was cool that they did it. I fucking hate that. I'm like, nah just get get back to the schlock, yeah. Uh, so, James, what do you what do you got for us?
0: Yeah. Um. Uh. Street Fighter because of Ral Julia. Oh God. Uh, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, it's only because of Ral Julia. Yeah, I mean, the, the yeah. movie is uh, corny and entertaining. Sure. But Raul Julia is what elevates it from, at least for me, from like, I know this movie is really bad, but I still kind of enjoy it, yeah. to, no, I genuinely enjoy this movie because of this one singular performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like the first Resident Evil movie, yes,
3: despite absolutely. the fact
0: that as yeah. a diehard Resident Evil fan... I probably shouldn't, since it's just OC character, please don't steal. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, we'll get well, into that today. Yeah, yeah,
2: I was gonna save that for when we got to the Mortal Kombat 95 section, but um, Paul, I married my OC waifu, Anderson. Uh, really, I mean, bravo, my friend. I Mila Jovovich, fun fact, Mila Jovovich uh, was my first adult crush ever.
3: Mm.
2: Uh I I, I watched element? the first Resident Evil movie, oh,
0: okay.
2: and uh, her in the like little red dress soaking wet had me had me think a lot about what it meant to be a young man, and forged a lot of the decisions that would be made later in my life. Um, but yeah, fucking first Resident Evil movie. It's yeah, that's a trip. I like that one.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I also as as I said, I, I like the first Silent Hill movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, we'll get into it, but I, I, my favorite live action video game based movie is probably Mortal Kombat 95. Yep. But not live action hands down. I think even though I've only seen the first two seasons, the, the, and we're probably never going to really talk about it unless we do at a later date is, uh, Castlevania, the animated series. I think that is the single best video game adaptation.
1: To oh, date.
2: Castlevania I, kicks limitless amounts of ass.
1: I don't think animation should count though, because I think it, it
2: animation, if just we count that animation, then my 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 list would have um, Pokemon, the first movie, on it.
1: Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, I'm I'd like, s- I'm like, I feel like there's a lot of animated movies that really hit video games well. Oh yeah. So. Oh, I'm,
0: uh, I'm just adding that one little little thing of yeah. just like to make it also clear that we're not we're we're never going to really talk about animated movies. Maybe yeah. maybe Final Fantasy spirits within. Maybe uh, I was going to say
1: we should we should maybe talk about some animated movies. I some of them. love
0: animation so I, I do but... too. I just don't want to watch 18 fucking Pokemon movies.
2: No, <laughs> no, that's no, no that's no. that, that's that's fair. And well, I mean, uh, I, I guess for context, we I mean, mean well. We are, uh, we animated are... video game adaptations. Yeah, yes. Al- although if we... you're just talking straight animated films, uh, Vampire Hunter D's
0: fucking. We, we are going to make the standard. one exception though when we do all three animated CGI Resident Evil movies though, because
1: right, yes, we have
0: to
2: because mm-hmm. oh absolutely
1: in it's in preparation for that uh, that new CG series, right? Yeah,
0: Infinite Darkness.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, I'm all over that. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Um,
2: I guess the last oddball that I'll throw out before my list is exhausted because uh, James hit Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. and I've only seen it once. I saw it in theaters and haven't seen it since, but I remember having such a damn good time with it was Prince of Persia. Yeah, I thought Prince of Persia was... Um, it was different. Ben Kingsley chewing scenery is always a huge plus in my book. Yeah um, again, you get a team of specialists, so I'll do something different, which is the gang of assassins that's sent after the prince. I think they were badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just one of those movies that I don't think I really have a desire to rewatch it, but oh. i left the theater very happy. Ostrich oh. racing. there was ostrich <laughs> racing. Lee
0: Lee, we're gonna get your
2: chocobo shit. Out of
0: here. <laughs> We're rewatching it with a double feature of that in Assassin's Creed. And I have oh Assassin's oh. Creed. But uh, uh I, I remember not hating Prince of Persia.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go even more controversial than than either of you, I think, and say that I I think the first movie I enjoyed purely for the like schlock I made fun of it the entire time in a in an empty theater uh was the original Timothy Oliphant hitman <laughs> oh
2: god <laughs> i only suffered through about 30 minutes of that
1: oh god well we're gonna suffer through it again right
0: oh, we are and cat <laughs> i also <laughs> own that on dvd because i'm a man of terrible taste
1: bravo I bravo it i Papers no, i own it on dvd too i think
0: i I, <laughs> I also own the max Payne movie on blu-ray
1: <laughs> listen i used to work above a uh Oh my god! One of those like very cheap, like you could get like a bunch of DVDs for like five dollars in a barrel. Yeah, that's where I got it, and that's that's where I'm gonna keep right,
0: right. forever. I think I, I think I spent the full twenty bucks on the Hitman D video, like right when it dropped. I was like, yeah, why there not? You, you go, there you go. God, that and
2: Max Payne, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when we'll have to get Ghoul Guts in here to suffer with us.
0: Hell oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> I mean, Guts said he wanted to see Max Payne, so. Excellent. He's gonna oh, be man. when we watch Max Payne. I don't know what we're gonna pair it up with.
2: Uh, we'll figure out something yeah. totally appropriate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, um, so,
2: do we want to hop into a time capsule and go to 1995, or do we want to go to 2021?
1: That's a great question. I'm I'm personally of the mind that the new one is fresher in my mind, considering I just finished watching it again two hours ago. <laughs> ah, another yes. viewing. Mm, yes, uh, my my fiance also wanted to see it, and um, and he's not uh, he's not big into riffing movies, so uh, but he definitely wanted to watch it, and he sat there and riffed it with me. So you know, oh, nice. he's, a, he's a liar, but uh, <laughs> it was it was it was equally fun the second time around. So uh, my vote is to to jump right into r- yeah. right into two hours ago
2: <laughs> into why me. people are here. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yeah, so twenty twenty one then.
2: All right, um, Saber, what you think of it?
0: Um, I I I liked it a lot. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I think I have a lot more problems with it. Uh, as we were kind of discussing a little bit last night, um, I felt that outside of uh Joe Taslim, who was uh, Sub Zero. Mm-hmm. And, um, God, what's his name? Hi- uh, Hiroyuki Sonata as Scorpion, and mm-hmm. Josh Lawson as Kano. Most of the cast was pretty fucking flat. Um, mm-hmm. They were serviceable. Uh, mm-hmm. Sonia was alright, Jessica McNamee, and Jax was okay. Uh, who, who was Jax again? Uh, Jax Machad- was Makad Brooks. Makad Brooks. Mm-hmm. But like, um, like Liu Kang was kind of underwhelming. Um, Shang Sun grew on me, and Raiden grew on me. But like, they they didn't have that charisma or or mm. or likability for me. Um, it, that wasn't like a super big detriment outside of uh, our brand new OC. Please don't steal. Uh Cole Young. God. Um mm-hmm.
1: I just I've just been referring to him as MC because I barely remember <laughs> his name. Oh um first of all, I think we should also kind of like preface this with our own kind of like experience with the franchise, the video game franchise itself too. So so sure. James, have you have you like played Mortal Kombat? Do you know much about it before? Like, beyond these movies?
0: I'm, I'm not a super fan. When I was a small boy, back in the before time, and the long, long ago... A little babysaber. saber. Uh, a little baby <laughs> saber.
2: Uh, you, were a, you were a dagger.
0: Uh, I, <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> I, I, was, I lived in a household where they were like, you're not touching Mortal Kombat. That game is way too violent. Um, mm-hmm. Every now and then when we went on vacation and there happened to be, like, uh, an arcade near the hotel or whatever... I could maybe persuade my dad to let me play it briefly. But for the longest time growing up, the only way I would ever really experience Mortal Kombat is if I went to a friend's house and they owned Mortal Kombat. Um, I think the first Mortal Kombat game that I owned was Deadly Alliance, which I liked a lot, and Deception, which I liked a lot. Um, And I really like that Mortal Kombat reboot, even though narratively the, the big story mode... The certain elements of it were kind of left me cold, um, and at least more recently, I, I I'm a sort of a lapsed MK fan outside of Mortal Kombat '95, the movie, and and now this movie, just because uh, I I don't like MKX or MK11 all that much, but yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, so sorry. Continue with your initial thoughts, your initial review.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Um, I, I thought the fight scenes were, were, were really fun and creative. Although mm-hmm. I, as, as I was mentioning last night, uh, some of the editing, like the quick cuts, I, I, I wanted longer, longer takes, or at least, you know, mm-hmm. a little longer and everything like that. But, uh, some of the creative uses of like special moves, especially with sub zero was, was fantastic. Uh, Sub Zero being fucking scary as shit throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of the movie. Uh and, and the little touches of like having some sort of cold reference uh environment environmental cold reference when it right before Sub Zero was gonna show up and yes. make everyone's life a living hell. Uh, well yeah.
1: except for except for when he appeared in the temple, but you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well he was he was with other nerds at the time. And, so yes, like, quite you know, whatever. Um but yeah, uh yeah, like it, it, it's mostly. I think it's pretty solid. It, it was. It, it kind of felt Marvel movie esque in a way, and like training movie esque. Like it, it, it was. As also we discussed, it, it seemed very preoccupied on trying to set up multiple films, as opposed to being a
1: okay cohesive
0: yes. standalone movie.
1: Is that is that kind of where the Marvel tie in kind of comes into it, or are you uh, a little bit? But like, I don't think I got m- much of a Marvel read on it, just because typically, typically I feel like Marvel movies have a bit stronger characters, like you were saying earlier. Oh the- no, they,
0: they absolutely do, but like it's, it's 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 like the knockoff Marvel sort of thing, ah, where, where people okay. try to emulate that sort of style of of movie, especially mm-hmm. with the whole uh, Arcana. Thing with with everybody having you know you have to unlock your superpowers and and uh, mm-hmm. and the whole uh, hero can't hack it and gets kicked out only to oh yeah mm-hmm. by the way spoilers uh, <laughs> oh yeah uh- <laughs> hero gets kicked out this himself. is a spoiler cast yeah, yeah
1: whoops <laughs> uh,
0: Cole Young at one point is like he can't get his powers and Raiden is like yo you suck get the fuck out. <laughs> uh and he goes home and then he manages to prove himself and unlock his superpowers which is you know his powers are cool uh mm-hmm. even even though i think his character is mostly kind of boring and, and flat and his wife and daughter are entirely unnecessary uh extraneous just there to be fridged yeah. literally yeah. literally fridged. yeah um, <laughs> It it just felt i don't know because like like it, it it's i, I don't want to go too much into the 95 film cuz we'll get there but just like i don't know it it it's it just felt like like the 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 it was trying to do that but in an r-rated fashion i mean at least we didn't get a baby-faced motherfucker who forgot <laughs> their plot I'll, I'll, yeah I'll exactly that.
1: yeah sub zero never forgot that he you know
0: yeah and also, it's I'm scorpion in hell. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, uh, let somebody else talk because Shadow's barking, and I don't want him on oh. the
1: podcast. But, uh, Lee, do you want to start with your thoughts, or should I?
2: Um, you can, you can go ahead because I'm, okay. I'm, I'm probably the one who liked it the most of the three of us. So there's a lot of okay. gushing I'm going to do.
1: Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, to start off, I have never played a Mortal Kombat game in my life um i've just never really been a fighting game person in general i think the Mm -hmm. only one i've ever really touched is like smash bros at drinking parties (laughs) um oh dear so yeah it's just kind of like i I, i'm not um incredibly familiar with the the lore and the characters and and all that (laughs) stuff um but that was kind of why saber and lee kind of looped me into this um uh this wa- these watch parties because I am completely new to everything and I have no pre-existing sort of like, you know, I'm not um I'm not a fan of the franchise, so I won't give into the fan service and I won't like, you know, I just like a like a neutral a neutral entity sort of thing. <laughs> um and I I did enjoy this movie a lot. Um I think I disagree somewhat with Saber on some of the characters being flat, because uh, um I mean, I completely agree with him that those those three that he mentioned were the best characters. Um, but I felt like they did a good enough job with uh, I, I, you know, I, I felt the relationship between Sonya and Jax. Like that seemed pretty well realized to me on screen. Um, and uh, I liked the the brother relationship with uh, uh what's, what's his name? The hat guy. Kung and, Lao. You know. Yeah, Kung Lao and uh, Liu Kong.
3: Mm -hmm. I thought that was,
1: uh, I thought that was great. And I thought, you know, I, I I still think that, uh, Liu Kang should have been the main character. Um, but, uh, but I did, I did enjoy them for what they were. Um, I think I agree with you about like also kind of like, I did warm up to, um, Shang Sun uh, but, there's something about having that like really campiness for your villain that was lacking. And I feel like that was also lacking with Raiden.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it seemed more like a directorial choice or than like, cause I know that those actors have it in them, right? Sure, like yeah. I've seen it to the killer. I, you know, I, I know Raiden can like really, really, really act, but you know, it's, yeah. it's, they wanted a more serious grounded tone for their, their goofy ultraviolet, Video game adaptation, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I think that uh, I I think I understand why they made the main character an OC, um, which we'll get into when we talk more about him. I'm assuming we're we all kind of are like chomping at the bit to to get our our opinions out on him, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that off for later. Um, I get what they were going with. I didn't like it, um, but the fight scenes with Scorpion and Sub-Zero, awesome. Yes. Awesome. Loved him.
0: Also, uh, uh, I I did look up, because we were having that discussion last night, about uh, whether or not the the other actors could do martial arts or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the the one thing I can say is, because I I think I mentioned last night, like despite not necessarily liking Cole Young as a character, I thought his fight scenes were Mm -hmm. solid. Uh, and it turns oh, yeah. out apparently he is a martial artist, so like he, he does mm-hmm. know his shit.
1: I was I was I, I looked at the IMDB for like the entire movie um because I was really interested in um I, I was interested in who voiced Cabal because I thought he had a really fun voice. Uh, and yeah. and as we found out last night, it's the guy who's been playing Charles Manson in like every recent ed, like movie that's had Charles Manson in it, like Mindhunter and once upon a time in Hollywood and all that stuff. So it's like, oh, cool! That's awesome. Good yeah, for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, from what I could tell, it seemed like most mm-hmm. of them were either experienced stuntmen or like experienced martial artists, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, like uh, I, I think um, the the Max Huang uh, who plays Kung Lao. I, I think I read that he mm-hmm. uh, was part of Jackie Chan's troupe. Ooh! So like, like that's awesome. he he basically kind of like implemented, like and and like I guess co choreographed some of the fight sequences or whatever. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's it's. So, so that's that's kind of my thing. Like looking into it, where most of the actors could do martial arts, so I'm like, why were there so many cuts? I guess. <laughs> like. Yeah. You know, uh, I like. I know. I, I. don't think Lyndon Ashby or Bridget Wilson were martial artists in the original film, and I seem to recall there being less cuts during their fight scenes. I mean, they probably maybe mm-hmm. like, especially in some of the wide shots, they got stunt people instead. Well, but,
1: we know well, that for a fact, at least with uh, with Annihilation.
3: Uh,
0: annihilation. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> when when Raiden's stunt double doesn't even have the same hair color.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Good boy. <laughs> I guess also that's another thing, too, at least with characters. I I thought that most of the villains felt, outside of Shang Tsung and Sub-Zero and Cabal and Kano, uh, they felt like jobbers who had, like, no personality. Like, they, they, (laughs) like, just show up, and then in, in, like, their next scene, they were dead.
1: Well, we specifically (laughs) joked that, um, uh, oh my god, Namira...
0: Natara. Natara.
1: Natara was just the slipknot of this movie. Yes, <laughs> she she served her purpose to be introduced and immediately bodied.
0: <laughs> yeah, like or, in spectacular fashion. Yeah,
1: uh, Yeah. she, she arguably the one of the, Yeah, one of the best deaths, uh, one of the most brutal deaths in the in the movie. But yeah, it was it was yeah. comically like she's built up as like oh she's a mighty huntress isn't she beautiful and then <laughs> dead, <laughs> dead.
0: <laughs> gone dead. Yeah, or, or like, like I, I think of of Goro in this film. It's like, yeah, he looks super cool, but like I also compare him. It's it's really hard not to compare it to the '95 film, but like Goro in the '95 film had much a much bigger role and presence. Yeah, as as opposed to here, where it's like we see him in shadow, and then the first time he properly shows up is his one fight scene where he gets, bodied.
1: Where he where he serves to unlock the main character's true potential Yeah. by threatening his family.
0: Yeah. I mean there, anyway I I, I I do I do like this film. I just
1: Yes, yes. We're we're complaining, but uh somewhat lovingly, because this was a very enjoyable ride. Yeah. But let's get to the gushing. Lee,
0: what did you think?
2: I think this is one of the greatest video game movies ever made.
0: <laughs> I, I can agree uh, with that, but uh, yeah, that's also actually, not saying I, much.
1: Yes, true.
0: But, but I'm I, I I think
2: 100% I'm sure agree. with you. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it did a lot of things spectacularly. Um, my history with the franchise is I'm one of those kids that uh, was gleefully exposed to media violence at a young age. Um, whereas uh, Saber's parents would say, oh, you're not going near that, that stuff. Uh, my dad, when I was five years old, said, kid, I just found this game where after I beat somebody, I eat them and spit out their bones. You gotta play this shit. Nice. And so that's when I started playing MK2. I've been a long-time fan of the franchise. Um, I am not a console gamer, so I did not keep up with any of the games past PlayStation 2 era. But I had Deadly Alliance, Deception, um, and have just followed the mythology very closely. I love all the characters. Um, I love most of the storylines. Um, once you get to Shijinko and Onaga, that's where I dip out But everything before that is great um, You the don't even know character- what <laughs> Oh yeah, you don't want to get into that stuff yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, Don't worry about it That's when I start introducing um, MoCap the, Who's just a motion capture
2: the, the big thing that I'll get across Which is What, after I had the thought It really cemented What a successful film this was for me Is that This is a prequel this is this is a prequel to the tournament. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. this is not a
2: substitution for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the next film, which will absolutely be *Grimlet*, based on the reception so far, um, will be the proper tournament, and everything has been set up. Um, you've got uh, you've got sort of the 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 line in the sand drawn between good and evil. Raiden and Shang Tsung have had their their big moment. Um, there, there was uh, concern that Liu Kang should be the primary character because he's the chosen one, he's the one who wins the tournament, and that's the role that he will fill in the following movie um, Cole Young is he's, he's an easy character to cast in a negative light because of the controversy when you have an established franchise and you decide to make your protagonist a new character it is extremely polarizing. It it is not an easy thing to do. Um,
1: I I have a counter argument for that, but I don't want to interrupt your train of thought. Just just no, it's okay. You can go ahead. To, well, so my my counter is I think that you can also really fuck up making a an established character a main character if you choose to change enough about them to make them like a like a noob, right? Like. Say say that say that this movie mm-hmm. um did everything the same except the main character was not no C. They made they made the main character Lu Kong like like they did or Lu Kang like they did in the um in the
0: you know '95
1: one, right? Okay. Yeah. Um and you just made him related to Scorpion. Ha, like, that would have sucked, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I feel like Anyway, uh, get it we'll get into that once we talk about the main character more, but I I I do feel like as a counterpoint, I think it might have sucked harder if they hadn't made him a main character.
2: Oh, no no, I I no, I follow you entirely. I I feel like they were put in the position of needing to create this original protagonist because this movie wants to do the one thing mm-hmm. that I cannot say I liked about the 95 original, mm. which is the original 95 robbed us of the rivalry that is Scorpion and Sub-Zero.
0: Oh, yeah, Um, I I can give you that 100%. For
2: people, yeah, for people who are fans of the franchise, it is the blood feud that drives not the entire story, but is always somewhere lurking in the narrative. Their blood feud, their hatred, their two clans Mm -hmm. hating each other drives a lot of story, and they wanted to bring that focus back for this film. And they accomplished that beautifully. I think oh, Bihan and Hanzo is such a great pairing. Um, and then they wanted to keep it relevant with the bloodline aspect, so they needed to establish a new character. Um, the The video games have an apprentice to Scorpion named Takeda, who just if we're getting in, we we don't need to get into fucking Takeda. Um, <laughs> they they instead opted for a new character who wants it to, like, his his power, once he unlocks it, is literal plot armor.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um.
1: Oh, which, by the way, I didn't actually notice this the first time that we watched it, but I noticed it the second time. His armor actually grows out of that bracelet his daughter gave him in the opening scene.
2: Oh. Oh. Yeah. I like that. So he's, he's, he's fighting with the power of family.
1: With the power of family, yes. it's His power is literally from... His family. Well, he's that's, yeah, th-
2: <laughs> well, that's, well, that, that's, that's an important little thing to point out because of the, the whole blood feud aspect between, yes. uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Um, yes, you know, having his, his girlfriend and kid or wife and kid or whoever they were, um, kind of feel tagged along just for making that obvious comparison mm-hmm. to, oh, Sub-Zero killed Scorpion's family and now he's going to do it again. Um, You know, that was that was a little bit of a beat that I could have done without or they could have executed a little better or they could have quite literally just executed them um, to really add some emotional stakes. Um, But uh, like I was saying, this movie is set up for the tournament. Um, uh, Again, we're going spoiler cast. So sorry, people, if you're listening this far, then fuck it. Um, So in the final act, uh, Shang Tsung kills Kung Lao by taking his soul. And this was something that it's it's a triggering moment to push Lu Kang into being the chosen one and standing up. The 95 movie opted for, instead of killing Kung Lao, to make an original character who was Liu Kang's brother. Uh, who gets killed at the beginning of the movie when Shang Tsung breaks his back. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting change and made a little bit more of a link. Because in that 95, if that opening scene was Shang Tsung killing Kung Lao... It doesn't carry with it the same gravity, the same strength mm-hmm. of you know. Oh, grandfather told me to come home because like my friend got killed. It's you know, it, it's a little more personal if it's hey, this dude killed your little brother. Yeah. Um, but now with this one, where we got more time to establish the the friendship between uh, Liu Kang and Kung Lao, mm-hmm. and to see that you know they you know they are brothers in battle. Mm-hmm. Now changing the narrative back to Shang Tsung killing Kung Lao, it's allowed to have the gravity. It's okay. We're shaping up now that Liu Kang has he he's out for revenge. Um, I was very peeved initially when I saw that Johnny Cage was going to be completely skipped over in this film, which he is, mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of a little Easter egg stinger at the very end.
1: We got a little tease that, that little. He's, he's the first. He's the first recruit.
2: Bring oh, back Lyndon that... Ashby, goddammit. it. <laughs> All right. Well, sixty-year-old
1: we'll, Lyndon Ashby.
2: I'm. I'm going to get to that because I know something that you wanted to talk about is nostalgia, and I'm.
1: Mm, yes. I, I'm going
2: to be going for your jugular a little later. I think so. Okay. Um. Interesting. Uh, but this uh, has I, this I, is as someone who thinks that Lyndon Ashby is by far the best. <laughs> best part of that whole first fucking movie.
1: I'll referee because I I got I got no dogs in this fight. <laughs> I've I got Uh-oh. no nostalgia.
2: Um. Uh yes yeah, so they they're 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 stinging uh, Johnny Cage for the second film which again is just lining up all these pieces of, okay they have to go to Hollywood they have to convince him of this mystical spooky tournament to fight a sorcerer um they're starting to lay things out for for the tournament proper um I think that the uh, the characters were represented brilliantly uh, Josh Lawson as Kano stole the entire movie
1: yeah hundred percent I, I
2: can agree he. He was absolutely brilliant.
1: Yes. Um, hilarious, like hilarious comic relief, a really great, like villain turned somewhat anti-hero turned villain. Yeah. <laughs> that was, just, uh, that a was great. A complete it was yeah, the, just, piece of shit. A complete oh. piece of shit. He,
2: he was all the, he, he was channeling for me, the best parts of, um, Captain Boomerang from Suicide Squad. Um,
1: oh, but just yes. doing it better. Yes. Yeah. Um,
2: I thought Jessica McNamee as uh Sonia was really refreshing because we got very used to the same version of Sonia over the years. Um yeah. Brigitte Nielsen did uh, a very by the books stone-faced at you know kick your ass Sonia in the 95 movie. We of course had Ronda Rousey play uh play Sonia oh, that i i love ronda rousey i will i will defend her
0: Um, (laughs) i like ronda rousey too but she's a terrible sonya in mk11 i
2: i think that uh this performance we got from jessica McNamee was a new kind of sonya that was really refreshing to see um you know from the second that we find out that she's got kano arrested and in captivity i'm like okay here we go kano's gonna be funny and Sonya's gonna just like talk hard shit at him for an hour. And no, they played off each other.
1: They banter. Yeah. It was this. So great. This yeah. Sonya
2: had a comedic side. Fucking killed him with a garden gnome.
1: I mean, I, um, I honestly, like one of the biggest laughs I got out of the movie was her being like, like her being offended at his comment about her, her living conditions, and yes. then, and then when the main character is like, "You actually have three million dollars," she's like. Look where I live. Oh, Do I look like no. I have three million dollars? And it's, I, it's just like, oh, I
2: live in a double wide in like a fucking <laughs> junkyard or something. Get out of yeah. here.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, wow. Yeah, no, she's got some comedy chops too.
2: Yeah, it was. And, and it was...
1: I, I, I did really think that her relationship with Jax. Yeah, I thought they they played that really well, and I felt that when you know he he kind of unlocks his, arcana of sick robot arms. <laughs> yeah, his arcana of turn
2: my little baby shitty arms into big, <laughs> big manly robot arms.
1: Big manly yeah, robot, by yeah. by like helping her get out of the get out of the rubble.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. and I I liked the change of having Sub-Zero be the one to take Jax's arms away.
1: Yeah,
3: um,
2: as opposed to shoehorning oh. in Ermac who we cool. don't need right now. We don't need Ermac no. at this point. Um, I, I,
1: having not having no context for the actual lore, I mm-hmm was just like this fits so well although there was that moment where uh <laughs> where Jax was like oh like send me after uh general whatever general, general something Mico. I don't oh, Ryko. thank you yep. thank you yes send me after that guy because I've got a personal beef with him and I'm like you have a personal beef with the guy who slapped you once not the guy who broke both your arms off <laughs> yeah
2: Yeah, that's, that's fair. But you know, they had to divide the fight up and shout out, shout out to Raiko, who is played by one of my favorite giant meatheads, Nathan Jones.
3: Mm. Oh
2: my god, I love me some Nathan Jones. He's (laughs) he's the go to casting for art. We've got a martial arts movie filled with people who are like five foot eight. We need some dude who just looks like he's gonna unhinge his jaw and devour them whole called Nathan Jones.
1: He so. he definitely had that energy about him. <laughs> oh, well,
2: yeah. And they, and they they did his character in my favorite way, because Raiko has a few different iterations, because he's changed a lot over the years. Sure. And what, what they settled on is, thankfully, what they followed through with in the movie, which is he is a total fanboy weeb of the Emperor Shao Kahn.
3: Oh. <laughs>
2: he dresses like him. He carries a hammer like him. Mm-hmm. And tries to act all big and tough like him. Raikou's whole thing is that he he's cosplaying as the Emperor. And they okay. did it. Like, they was- did it. And it's so dumb. I wish Nathan Jones would have just been Shao Kahn. Because then oh. they could just... Oh, it would have been perfect. Um, but oh, anyway. I,
1: I, real quick, I will say, too, that on the second watch, I did actually notice that, like, after after those lines, Jax is the one to bring up that, like, Who's taking Sub Zero because like none of us can one v one him. Yes. So yeah. I think that was kind of their like they're like he he knows he has a beef with Sub Zero but he's not fucking with that again. <laughs> like, yeah, that
2: remembers yeah. What that's, that's the last thing that's the last thing I wanna I wanna harp on before I pass the speaking stick back to the to the other campers <laughs> is um, what Saber was saying about uh, Sub Zero being like this just force of nature. He's the fucking boogeyman. Yeah, he's terrifying. He's fucking literally scary. He's he's the shape. He's yep. he's yes. Jason. He's Michael yeah. Myers. He's this fucking monster.
1: They literally set. Sa- they literally have intros of him that are like a slasher movie serial killer, and it's fantastic.
0: Yeah,
2: like and and they they play the little bit so nicely of like um, when it started snowing. Yes. Of like, whoa! What's it doing? Snowing this time of year, and just uh, that immediate l- realization of like, oh, this is bad.
0: Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. Or, or, I, when he goes oh, for the family, and and we just see the wife walk into the kitchen, and there's ice <laughs> on the windows, yes. and I'm yes. just sitting yes. there like, oh fuck! And you guys are that like, was. what? And it's like, oh fuck the windows. That was. Yes. Really I
1: I will say though, um, the the snow scene for me uh, was deflated on second watching. Because I I said to Will I was like oh sir. Will Will was like what snow and I said oh, you know what that means and he goes
0: Elsa <laughs>
3: God damn it <laughs> that's the of the and
0: podcast. I'm like oh <laughs> jeez oh,
1: my God. so yeah <laughs> but I will say that that's part of the part of the good thing about this movie is that it's not like it didn't for me it never felt above like also being made fun of because it is it is schlock but it's good schlock it's yeah. fun schlock it's not it's not a slog or intentionally bad or anything like that it's like wow
2: no this Hell movie yeah. wasn't afraid to go certain places it was allowed okay. to not take itself seriously mm-hmm. and that and then at the same time take some things extremely seriously I, yes yeah. yeah overall huge fan.
1: awesome I'm. i'm i'm so glad um, but so, uh, I really, really want to get into the, the main character problem. Cause I, okay. I do, I do feel like that's like one, like you said, it has been controversial. And two, I think all of us have thoughts on it that, you know, are, are good to share, I think. Sure. Um, so, uh, I guess to get, just kick this off, I had mentioned that I, I thought I knew kind of where they were going, um, according to, uh, the director, I believe, has said that they wanted to make sort of the main character as, um, you know, it, and it's a very common thing in movies that they will do this, where the main character is kind of the surrogate of the audience. They're the, they the new recruit, they're the new, you know, like, freshly transported to this crazy world person, where they get to be expositioned at and explained what the fuck is going on without it seeming inorganic, mm-hmm. right? you're you're teaching the new people and therefore you're also teaching the audience. And that makes sense to me. Um on and the other side of that is I think uh also part of it is that with a with a roster of established characters, um even even coming from me like somebody who does not, you know, know the franchise that well, uh Mortal Kombat is still uh enough of a cultural like mainstay, that you know, I, I see somebody and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this person shoots fireballs, I know this guy has lasers, you know, like mm-hmm. I know the superpowers that these people have, right? Like, at least for some of the big name guys. Um, and especially for fans of the series, uh, if you had an established character and you know, the the Luke Lu Kang is, is saying, like, oh, you have to unlock your arcana, we got to figure out what your powers are so you're you can actually fight these guys, you know, it's like, oh, okay. I, you know, I know Kano's going to get laser beams, right? I know Sonya's going to get her little gauntlet thingies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think part of it is also just, as far as the narrative of the movie, having a few little, like, surprises along the way for the audience. Even the audience that's extremely familiar with the source material. Yeah. Um, so I, like, like personally, I loved that that, you know, we had that direct relation to Scorpion because... I loved the scorpion bookends. I I really, I I appreciated both of those fights a lot.
0: I think those are my two favorite scenes in the movie.
1: Yes. I I completely, I completely agree. Honestly, like, yeah, the, the, um, you know, the actors playing scorpion and sub zero are both fantastic. And I think they did a really great job of bringing that rivalry to life. Um, and yeah, I like tying it to the main character made sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, yeah, then, then you know, like, again, on my second watch, having that reveal of, like, oh, his power is literally coming from his family. It's literally coming from his blood. Like, you know, not not actually, like, the fluid in his veins, but actually, like, hey, my daughter made this bracelet. My My super armor actually grows out of this bracelet. Like, that's, I'm like, yeah, I can dig that. Mm-hmm. And we got kind of, like, you know, you did get the very generic, like, okay, like, you're getting shunned to an island or you're getting... You know, you're getting kicked out to go figure out your powers and then you can come back kind of thing. But we had a little bit of a surprise of, oh, like, this is what his power is. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's just a little a little bit of an extra, you know, to, to give you a twist that you wouldn't have gotten if it had just been uh, an established character gaining powers you already knew they had or worse mm-hmm. an established character and they still try to do the surprise thing and give them different powers and then people are up in arms about that's not what he does in the game
0: yeah <laughs>
2: okay. my yeah my only nitpick would be that Cole Young's power needed to be a little bit more related to um to the Hasashi bloodline mm. um if they okay. wanted to go with the armor maybe like bone armor mm. um
3: well something
2: so- something to that extent you know that's that's a super yeah. nitpick um I,
1: so i i Again, on second watch, he has random like nightmare flashes of like like the, the, the dagger. Right. And the the pattern that it knits over the dagger is the pattern of his armor.
0: Oh neat.
2: So Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I like that. And it's, then yeah, once I kind of piece together, like he's got one bladed tanfa, not two. Mm-hmm. And like the bladed tanfa is supposed to be the scorpion's tail and yes. the other one's a regular uh, nightstick for like apprehension, so like the claws of a scorpion. Mm-hmm. Like once they started to like piece that little thing, I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. But I think yeah, they could have gone a step further. But with yeah. with explaining that armor design, okay, that's not bad. I kind
1: of like, yeah, it. yeah. But but I will say it's it's like it's subtle, and it probably could have been a little bit more like put forward so the audience noticed it because sure. I definitely sure, did not yeah. notice it the first time through, and seeing it the second time, I'm like oh, that's the pattern of the armor he gets later. I get it, you know, like...
2: Yeah, and and to play devil's advocate, I do think the movie does suffer from some pacing issues. Um, I think that once they get to Raiden's temple and start their 80s training montage, um, that could have been tightened up a lot better. Mm -hmm. And I would have liked to see a little bit more variety from Outworld than just Throne, like, looming over a void. Yeah. Um, Yeah outworld in the 95 version felt fleshed out and horrific like Mm -hmm. this is the place where the merger of the realms is gonna happen and there's pieces of like broken chinese architecture everywhere it's like this is spooky Mm -hmm. there's people running around there that once you think about it it's like well of course outworld has its own inhabitants but you never get a good look at them and -hmm. you're like who are these fucking creatures that are just skittering around in the night like crackheads at 2 Mm a.m it's like what are these things uh, so I would have liked to see a little bit more on, on Outworld or at least, and even just like a, a passing reference to the Emperor to, to set Khan up for whenever they decide to introduce him.
0: Yeah. Mm, okay. uh, for for me with, with Cole, like my my main thing is just like even with the connection to Scorpion, just he doesn't really have a connection to almost anybody in the cast. Like, I don't feel like any sort of bond with, like, between, say, him and Sonya, or him and Jax, uh, or him and Liu Kang, or or anything like that, and his stuff with his family just feels really underdeveloped, so it's like, I I get what they're going for. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of the stuff, like, and I I don't necessarily, even though I, 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 I am under the idea of like, well, like the 95 film already had kind of audience surrogates in the form of Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, and Sonya and everything like that. Um, I I just don't really feel as though he carried the film as, or, or he had the depth that he should have. Like there's elements of it there. It just wasn't mm-hmm. strong enough to make me super invested in him. And I am hoping that you know, presumably, you know, he will be back for a sequel or whatever. They could like flesh him out a hell of a lot more and make him stand on his own and give him more character relationship stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But like, like a lot of the extent of just like, oh, his daughter watched him at the MMA. And it's like, dad, use your uppercut, and then he didn't oh. do it. And then in the, the girl fight, dad use ADR.
1: The amount used... of ADR yeah. lines in this in this movie was hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and and like. Uh, the whole, um, like we, we were discussing this last night, the whole Cole Young unlocking his powers by watching Gora almost kill his wife is is already, it was already kind of done with, you know, Jax trying to save Sonya. It, it's similar, not quite the same thing, but just that <laughs> emotional thing of wanting to save somebody. And I, I, I felt it more with Jax trying to save Sonya because Sonya and Jax, despite their limited screen time, they, they felt like they had a connection and everything like that. Um. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Cole and his family, it it just I didn't really have that, and I think we could have also just as easily had like as as we were talking last night of Cole getting his superpowers just of not wanting to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like um,
2: do you do you think you would believe Cole's relationship with the main cast more if um? Let's say the second fight of the film wasn't Jackson Sub Zero, it was Cole and Jax. Yeah, against Sub Zero. I,
0: I, I think so. Okay, because like...
2: then because then you've got the like you know the brothers in battle thing. Yeah. Cole yeah. seeing Jax get nearly murdered,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then like maybe he's you know because he saved Jax by proxy, like that's what gets Sonya to trust him. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Would that have helped it along?
0: I, I, think, I think so. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. O-
0: outside
2: Did of just.
1: That's a that's a great script doctoring. I think if yeah, yeah that's what if I he done. had actually been like you, you, then run into the problem of like oh, which technically is still a problem in this movie. Which is if Scorpion or sorry, if Sub Zero is so obsessed with ending Scorpion's bloodline, then it's like, why would he not just straight up murder this guy? Um, especially when he doesn't know that he has powers yet and doesn't know like you know he's still a fresh baby face in the world of Mor- Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think, I think with, with some clever writing, like, you know, possibly Sonya swooping in to save the day or something, or
2: I don't know. Yeah. You've got the right idea. Like a few changes needed to be made to establish, I think um, Cole's reputation. Like for a storytelling perspective, him losing his MMA fight, obvious. You you have to do that. Yes, But have him, have him team with Jax and both get their asses whipped by Sub-Zero. Mm -hmm. Um, But that gains Sonya's trust And then have Cole Be the one to kill Reptile
3: Oh, Have
2: Cole Kill Reptile and kind of get That little bit of like intrigue From Sonya of like okay I don't really like know what this dude's Worth but he killed the giant Lizard thing Mm
3: -hmm. and then that can Also
2: kind of fuck with Cole's head of like What are these things out there and Huh I actually can like I can fight them
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then that way Kano
2: off. just stays like, Kano just stays a fucking goon. Cause like yeah. once Kano rips out Reptile's heart, you're like, oh shit, I don't <laughs> want to mess with this guy. Mm-hmm. And while I kind of like that, you can yeah. still play just like he's the scumbag who just kind of like derps his way into like being trained by Kung Lao. Yes.
1: Yeah. Also, there's definitely another 80 yard line in that Reptile fight where it's Cole off screen going, Kano, use the use the night use the glow stick or
2: whatever. The fuck. Oh yeah, use the flare.
1: Yeah, use the flare, and you're like, oh guys, no, come on. That
2: could have that could have been Cole's uh, contribution. Cole mm-hmm. could have thought of the flare idea instead of Kano. Exactly. To make Cole seem like an intelligent fighter. And, How like the others like, have otherworldly powers. Cole yes. is smart.
1: Yeah. Yes, and and that's yeah, that's what you could do. Which is like, you know, that's what? Like, <laughs> well, you kind of did, right? <laughs> I mean, I basically. Did. <laughs> Um, up yeah. there with
2: Corpse Party and Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. I wrote, <laughs> oh my I wrote God. those.
0: I wrote those. <laughs> I, um Yeah, I I think my other problem too is is the whole, the fact that there is a quote unquote prophecy about Scorpion and and, and Young yeah. Drop the prophecy thing just and yeah. I think you know that, that, that doesn't do anything for me besides just it's a generic trope. Like, it, it just, yeah. we, we already know that Scorpion, I mean, like, as people, we don't necessarily need a prophecy to, to justify why Sub-Zero hates Scorpion. They're rival ninja clans, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, so,
1: the, now that you bring up the, the prophecy, the the main problem with it is that, like, this prophecy is specifically about Hanzo's bloodline, right? Yeah. Um. So then you have in the opening scene, it's established, right, that, that Sub-Zero gets there, immediately kills, like, what he knows of Hanzo's family, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, oh, shit, yeah, he means business about this, right? But then, you know, later in the film, when you have our main character, it, like, Sub-Zero shows up at his house with his family, and then instead of just icing them right there, which would be taking care of Hanzo's bloodline, he's just, you know... I'm going to kidnap him mm-hmm. and lure him, lure him over to this, to my, to my ice lair, to my, my ice stage. So, they, so
0: that we can have a fight.
2: <laughs> To my boss arena. Yeah.
0: <laughs> even, even, even you still even could have had Sub-Zero wanting to wipe out Hanzo's bloodline without the prophecy mm-hmm. of just yeah. Sub-Zero hates Hanzo that fucking much. And
1: then, and then I think it would make more sense as to why he didn't straight up kill uh, uh main God, I, I I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. Main character, Cole. Young. Cole. Cole. It, why it would make sense why he didn't co- kill Cole's fam- kill, Cole kills the, finally.
2: The easy way for you to remember it, Cat, is just consider the fact that if he was just squeezed hard enough with some more writing, he could have been a diamond.
1: <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> it's not even spelled that way.
2: <laughs> Shut up.
1: <laughs> um yeah so uh because because like yeah if 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 sub-zero is so obsessed with ending uh hanzo's bloodline because of this prophecy he would have just ended the the main characters ended cole's bloodline right there right like just kill kill his daughter and wife slash girlfriend yeah that was the other thing is that like you know like we had these characters that like okay they're we at least get that they mean something to the main character but we don't even know their actual relation. Like the first, the first time we saw the girl, um, we were like, we thought it was his like younger sister or something.
2: Yeah. One, and then once yeah. they kissed outside the restaurant, like you could hear the banjo start to fade in, <laughs> in the <laughs> background. Yeah, like, what, yeah. What's going on here? Yeah.
1: yeah. I was just like, how are these people all related? And then it was kind of like, Oh, okay. I guess it's just the generic, you know, wife slash girlfriend. And I and girlfriend.
2: love you. chin. Yeah.
1: God. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was very much like, Oh, I don't, yeah, like, like I, I, I understand the relationship between Sonia and Jax because they tell, they, you know, they show that, like, oh, yeah, they were in the military together. They, you know, like, they talk about their time together. They talk about them motivating each other and Sonia being motivated by Jax to be a better soldier. Yeah. And it's like, we don't get any of that with his family. We get, you know, we get very simple dialogue with them that's just kind of like familiarity, mm-hmm. which is fine. And, like, you know, I'm not saying you have to necessarily spell it out, but like, you do kind of have to establish how much these people mean to him in some way, yeah. you know, and, and I'm Besides not saying Dad, that you're like, your oh, hello, wife. <laughs> yes, yes, you gotta you gotta kind of like give us a reason as to like, like, have him talk about his family. That's the thing. Like when he's when he's off with his new crew, they never come up. His family never—he never talks about his family when they're in the training stuff or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Talking to the other characters, and I think that's kind of the flaw in having the main character be just an audience surrogate, and then have him have, have like a character added on top of that. It's like when you start from that position of we need an audience surrogate versus you know starting from a position of this world is really fucking weird. Our main character should probably be new to it, so we give people an in. Right. Yeah. But like they, yeah, they kind of like just being like, Oh, I don't want to use an established character. So we're going to just have this guy be the main character, new, new person. And then, you know, but he never actually gets characterized and we never actually see his, you know, the relationship that means the most to him according to the film, because how he unlock because of how he unlocks his power, we're shown that they mean a lot to him but we're not we don't actually feel it as an audience because it hasn't been established before the moment that he like unlocks his his magic powers he's right writing.
2: and they're yeah. also getting into a dangerous situation where they might have to continue to undercut their main character i mean the big final battle of this movie
1: mm-hmm.
2: doesn't involve your protagonist yeah he's he's kind of there yeah he yeah. he gets involved for the second half for the handicap match yes but Basically, the final battle is Hanzo and Bihun. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen again if they stick to the storyline because at the tournament, Liu Kang defeats Shang Tsung. Yeah, so you're going to have Cole standing around for that. Mm-hmm. If they want to have Cole get his big moment of victory, it's mm-hmm. going to ha- it's going to have to be him beating the Emperor, which wouldn't be until a third movie.
0: Yeah, com- oh, come- so, come to think of it, come to think yeah. of it, uh, Cole only beats Goro in this movie. Like when yeah. when Molina, it's yeah. Cole versus Melina. Sonya is the one who shows up and beats Melina. When mm-hmm. it's Cole versus Sub Zero, Jax is the one who pushes Cole away and mm-hmm. fights Sub Zero and then loses. When it's Cole versus Sub Zero again, he Scorpion has to come in and save the day, and then Although, and then the two of them team up to beat Sub Zero.
1: Yeah, on second watching, one of the cool things I noticed was that, and I could be wrong but it seemed like what happened was sub zero stabbed cole with hanzo's dagger yeah and the blood the his blood on the dagger is what summons yeah scorpion
0: yeah and i was like which is great yeah
1: cool yeah (laughs) i didn't notice that the first time because i like i mean i noticed that he showed up and i was like yes of course he's gonna show
2: up but yeah the blood was the triggering
1: yeah and and that 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 did yeah exactly that did kind of tie into like okay the main character did have a an ultimate purpose of tying this awesome character back into the movie
0: yeah yeah oh my god i didn't gush
2: about cabal Cabal's no, no. the shit. <laughs> that is all. I just wanted to be on record. The, ball the Cabal good. is the shit.
0: All right. he was be- fun. Before, I-, I guess a good segue for the 95 film, because if we're going to try to keep this shorter, we got 40 minutes yes. left. Uh, yeah. That's all we'll need. That's uh, all. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because we're not is talking good... about annihilation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's that's the bulk of the forty minutes. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> no, uh, the good segue uh, is you said you had your your thing about nostalgia, Lee, So yes, yes, and you were going to be yes. throat. I want Okay, get... yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't no, want no. that
2: to sound overly aggressive, but no, um...
0: there
1: will be blood. <laughs> <laughs> Let
2: them fight. Let them as fight.
1: I said, as I said in the in our screening. What do you not understand about Mortal Kombat, James? Get back in there and die. <laughs> yeah,
2: get back in there and die. Um, okay, I totally have the soft spot for the '95 movie. Same. It's fucking great. It is a great film. Um, I was I was very surprised to uh, to hear fellow hack frauds at Red Letter Media uh, say that. No one really likes the '95 movie. You just remember it really fondly, and no, that's objectively wrong because we just rewatched it, and I still fucking love it.
0: And and Cat had never seen it before. Yes, yeah, and, and she I liked it. I genuinely enjoyed it a lot, and
1: I also have no frame of reference for the games either, so it's it it's triggering no nostalgia for me. I just you know yeah. I was just now, like this is a fun ride.
2: <laughs> now here's the beauty of it, and here's where the nostalgia kind of kicks in the casting for that movie is only really about 50% brilliant. Yeah. As far as casting for the characters. What was done with them has kind of become lasting and iconic. If you're purely casting Liu Kang, Robin Shu is fucking perfect. He's To the T. If you're casting Johnny Cage, Lyndon Ashby is one of my favorite casting jobs of all time. Um, Brigitte Nielsen... I think was a little like a little wooden but still a lasting performance. Okay, if you're casting the Chinese god of thunder and lightning. I'm sorry, I don't care how much you like Christopher Lambert, that is ridiculous casting. Oh,
0: it is ridiculous casting. Don't do not get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But but he's great. <laughs> It's 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 ridiculous fucking casting. He's 100%. He's,
2: you say he's great because it is it's a lighthearted charming role. Yeah. Which the character is not.
0: No, the character is 100% was, not.
2: Raiden was presented very faithfully in this new one. No,
0: absolutely, absolutely. I will 100% give you that. It, it Raiden is not a wisecracking lighthearted, charming guy. In 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 the, I like uh, that he's
2: that in the '95. Maybe. So do
0: I. And and as we can discuss with Annihilation, uh, his presence <laughs> is severely <laughs> lacked when we get lacking when we get uh, Dexter's dad. Oh, shut
2: up! You love uh, James I, Remar. I love James Remar
0: in everything except for Mortal Kombat: Annihilation. Although maybe he's one of the better parts of Mortal Kombat: Annihilation. Um, I
2: I only stress bringing it up because. I think that it's something that was in a much more forgiving era because video game movies were such a new thing. Mm. Um, the fact that you could cast Christopher Lambert as the Chinese God of Thunder and that you could cast an Australian dude as a black character and that you could uh, you could cast someone in their like late 40s, early 50s as this ancient 100-year-old. Like emaciated wizard, the casting in that sense didn't work, but it's become legendary over time. Now it's impossible to think of anyone except uh Carrie as Shang Tsung to the point that they've put him into the new Mortal Kombat yeah. game with his likeness. Um, that version of Kano changed the character from being dark skinned to being Australian. Because, like, Kano and MK1, they don't outright say his ethnicity, but his character's black. Uh, and then they cast this Australian dude, and, like, wow, okay. Like, he just kind of owns this role.
0: I, I don't... Um, no, I don't think so. With with Kano, anyway. Like, I'm looking at his... Because he was played by the same actor in MK2 as well, and, like, I'm looking at his sprite, and he's... I mean, he's... He doesn't look it... He's white. I'll send you the gift right now. But uh, I, I, I'm yeah,
2: I'm well, I'm willing to accept that there's that there's some inaccuracy. It's been a long time since I played MK one, but
0: just to, to stress to, that uh, he, he became
2: oh, well, Australian. Oh
0: yeah, no, like, after he definitely that film, became Australian after that film because he was. Just... What was the
1: term? What was the term you used last podcast? Shazammed? Shazam. Shazam. Shazammed.
2: <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but it's the kind of thing that back in those days. There were so few video game movies and so few that had, uh, that were making such a ballsy attempt as this one. Um, Compared to today, where you've had a bunch and -hmm. it's much more easy to complain about them,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, you get a massive lash out from fans for, um, in a different uh, mediums adaptation, for casting Scarlett Johansson and Ghost in the Shell.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. Yep.
2: Um, it's like you know, this is this character is is not supposed to be this curvy, busty white woman. Mm-hmm. Why are we whitewashing this role? It's the same kind of thing that, in a different era, people could have said about the casting in '95. Why is this Chinese character being cast as a Frenchman?
0: L- that's, uh, that's and
2: I think it's just the product of the era.
0: Absolutely, mm. absolutely, and it's it's also an instance where Christopher Lambert was the. Probably biggest known actor in that movie, because most of the cast was like television or unknown. Um he was like their big get. Uh the Scarlett Johansson thing, it's super it's super delicate, tricky situation as well. Like it, it could have worked based off of how it was presented like writing-wise, because like at least I'm not super well versed in Ghost in the Shell, but to the best of my knowledge Major Kusuragi picks her body or like and can adjust mm-hmm. it as will or whatever. So it, it it could have even worked as like a critique of whitewashing in cinema or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is the body that she chose or, or whatever. But uh to the best of my knowledge, the ghost in the shell movie just kind of shits the bed <laughs> all across yeah, the board. Uh sure. um,
2: well, and that was just one example picked yeah. out of a hat of oh, a yeah. problem oh, absolutely. that's rampant. Absolutely. a quote problem yeah. in a lot of recent
0: casting. Um, but like I know at least with Shang Tsung, for example, uh apparently there were discussions to make him an old man, but like uh I guess Carrie uh Tagawa was the one who suggested, hey, you know, let's keep him younger. Like, you know, why not let's mm-hmm. use his younger per- younger thing from uh uh MK two. Partly I think because of the, the uh to avoid the stereotype of like the ancient uh Asian wizard sort of character. The low pan situation. Yeah, uh-huh. And and partly just because it would be less makeup effects and, and all that and plus shang Tsung can kind of
2: hey i'm all i'm all for changes like that i mean have you seen the uh the trailer for uh shang chi yeah uh, they're making uh where they're making the mandarin from like old wizened chinese stereotype into tony Lung. Oh! Yeah. oh really Oh my God. Tony lung is still so fucking hot. Oh my God.
0: You know, we anyway, almost, we, we almost had Cameron Diaz as Sonya blade, uh, in the original <laughs> oh MK, God. but she, oh. she hurt her wrist, uh, shortly after filming began and then was replaced. Oh. by Bridget Wilson. I
2: don't have, an I don't have anything. Uh, I don't have anything against Cameron Diaz. Just no.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 I definitely agree with you on, on, on a lot of things like, 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 Christopher Lambert is just, like, yeah, you know, he's totally miscast for the Chinese Thunder God, Raiden. But his mm-hmm. performance, and almost all the performances, I think, in the 95 film are charming and charismatic, which is, mm-hmm. is, is that carries a lot of the film for me. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, yeah, like, Lind- Lyndon Ashby's Johnny Cage is a gem. Uh, Robin Shu. Yes, Adding a little bit of cocky jokiness to Liu Kang, I think worked out really, really well, as opposed to just being, like, the stoic, disciplined monk. Uh, and, and especially, like, making him more of a reluctant hero, where he's kind of, like, tired of the bullshit, and is like, no, fuck all this. And then he comes back purely out of revenge to get Shang Tsung, and then learns to sort of control that hatred and revenge, mm-hmm. to, and, and all that jazz. Uh, they definitely did Scorpion and Sub-Zero Dirty. In the 95 film. 100%. Absolutely. He, even though the Scorpion Johnny Cage fil- fight is like one of the best two fights in the movie. <laughs> but they did him dirty. Uh, not as dirty as Reptile, who is an awful CG monster until he jumps into a statue.
2: <laughs> well, they were going to do him super dirty and not even have his humanoid fight form in yep. the first cut.
3: Yep.
2: They had to reshoot that. Um, well, And that's that's one thing that you know, I... I... The more I chew on it, the more I can't deny it. The parts of the first movie that I like so much are all the character building moments and the fights are severely roast into glasses. It's yes. The fights are at best a minute to a minute and a half long mm-hmm. where it's trading blows for a minute and then some weird convoluted ending of like Johnny Cage finds a shield and spear from some old defeated warrior or Liu Kang uses the the water, the water to defeat <laughs> Sub Zero. Um, the like the only the only fights in that film that really carried themselves as like you know you would believe them in a martial arts movie
0: mm-hmm.
2: are the fight that they inserted with reptile near the end of the movie, um, and the final battle with Shang Tsung.
0: I, I would um, also say uh, the Sonya versus Kano fight. There's no weird. Card again, it lasts about a moment. minute. It's if, sh- it's short. I I will give you that. But there's no weird convoluted bullshit ending of of like using water or ancient ancient shield to cut open a guy. Right. It's instead just Sony getting the drop and snapping Kano's neck.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just I'm willing to to admit that a lot of the 95 cut is, is I'm so biased because <gasps> of the era that I grew up in that their marketing was extremely successful. It was marketed as a not a kids movie, but to be very accessible for younger audiences. Yeah. Which is fucking insane when you think about it.
0: Yeah, a PG-13 Mortal Kombat movie? It's yeah. Like, it, I mean, people still... like. I, I've even seen people say, I didn't see the 95 Mortal Kombat movie until years later, because it was like, fuck the idea of a PG-13 Mortal Kombat. Um, right. And I know that some people were like, oh, thank God we get a rated R Mortal Kombat because of the blood and gore. It's like, you know... Uh, even though I, I kind of am guilty of it, especially, like, with MK versus DCU of what the fuck is a team-rated Mortal Kombat sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Blood and Gore isn't necessarily the selling point.
1: Yeah. It no. has to
0: be done, like, creatively, and thankfully it was done creatively.
1: It, it, yeah, they, they did a really... I think they did a good job capturing kind of, like... I think other than the, um, and I don't remember her name still, the wing lady uh, death... Natara. I think most of, Natara, thank you. Um, I'll just, Katara with an N, I got it. <laughs> um, I think most of them were were still within the realm of like mostly like decent gore, you know, where it's like not not too over the top. Yeah, they're like like that one. That one was extreme, which I but like I liked it. I know some people yeah. kind of like got a little bit stomach churned about it because that was kind of like the fir- the the one that was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Forgot this was Mortal Kombat, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, like but. you got a you got a taste of it when uh when Sub Zero broke Jax's arms yes. off, but like it was yeah. ice, so you know, exactly. it's not like totally blood in your face. Mm-hmm. And then like Kano ripping out Reptile's heart, but his blood isn't really red. So it's yeah, like, okay, they're still kind of pulling a weird punch there.
1: Yeah, and but he's then, a he's a lizard monster, so it's yeah like, yeah,
2: but then yeah, Natara getting split in half is like Jesus Christ. Oh, that's right. I forgot what I was watching.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Even the even the like Goro at the end and and you know
0: Cabal getting a little... eaten by a fire dragon.
1: Yeah, a lot. Oh of them yeah,
2: burning are... the burn victim to death. That was <laughs> that was fucked
1: brutal. Yeah, but a lot of them are are very we're very like either like magic or like oh oh. But then we did have Jacks uh...
0: smashing ahead
1: the. General's, General's, yeah, head off, head, yeah, head or head completely just exploding, Sploosh. and so that, was,
0: that was blasting <laughs> a hole through his like, chest.
1: Yes, yeah, but, but again, that's kind of a little bit magic because it's like, oh, but her spine is still intact, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's just yeah, mm-hmm. it, that was very like, oh yeah, I get that from the game. Um, the uh, the head exploding one actually, will um, will had been lamenting that uh, he didn't have a cool like. Like he was like, "Oh, this guy's got these cool robot arms now, but like he's not really doing like I want to see a hit that like only a robot hand could do." And I'm like, "Hold on, Will." <laughs>
2: yeah, just give it a second. Give
1: it a minute.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll
2: show you why these things are in Arcana. Like
0: I I am disappointed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am disappointed though that somebody didn't explode into 32 rib cages.
2: <laughs> yeah. That would have that would have really put the stamp of approval onto it. Mm, yeah. Mm, on yes. the film.
0: Yeah. Or or um the one Fatality... i can't remember who had it. The one fatality where it's a head rip, but he rips off your head three times.
2: Oh, god! I don't. Oh, I don't remember. That sounds perfect.
0: Oh That's
2: god. the one thing I wish would have been in the movie. Sub Zero didn't rip anyone's spine out.
0: Yeah, that would have mm, been neat. Um, although, although we could get uh, since Sub Zero, you know, spoilers is dead and he's going to be Noob Cybot.
2: Yeah, get, he's going to come back. We
0: could get mm-hmm. Wishbone in the next movie. True. Oh, that'd be dirty. So, uh, that'd be dirty. So, Cat, uh noobs, one of Noob Cybot's fatalities in Mortal Kombat uh 9, the the 2011 reboot. Uh, mm-hmm. is uh cuz Noob Cybot can make a shadow version of himself and okay. he basically he grabs one leg, the shadow grabs the other leg, and then they pull oh. and they bisect you just by the sheer strength nice. of you in half. And Nice, brutal. Yeah, it's yeah, that'll be well, fun. that
2: they they've they've done a good job of establishing Bihan as this oh, as already like this, this horrible nightmare monster. And then I I loved that in the final fight scene, when his armor gets ripped off, I pointed out like, oh, shit, all of his colored gear is gone. He's just in black now, yeah. which is the setup for him becoming noob Saibot and literally becoming like this phantom warrior
1: oh cool yeah
2: that's yeah that's yeah that's what you can look forward to is after sub-zero's death and his younger brother takes the mantle of sub-zero the older one is like a zombie he's this shadow force of nature
1: cool that oh it's
2: fucking terrifying so that'll that'll that's good because i
1: definitely want that
2: actor back he's signed on for the next couple movies apparently if they go through
0: and and on that note for for a younger sub-zero even though just fan casting wise Uh, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing his name, I want uh, Iko Uwais, who was also in The Raid with Joe uh, Joe Tassim, or Tassim, Mm -hmm. and he was also in uh, The Night Comes for Us with Joe Tassim, and uh, uh, they both have a really fucking intense fight at the end of that movie. I've seen clips of, although I haven't seen the movie, and it's like, they're both two really talented martial artists, so the idea of younger Sub-Zero played by him and Noob Saibot, having a fight and it's these two really talented fucking martial artists going at it would be pretty dope. And yeah. you know, fuck it, stick Tony John in there too. <laughs> just because. Yeah, I, I don't care. Just because plays. we
2: need Tony John. Just
0: just stick him in anywhere. Make him Give me Latif Crowder
2: a Cyrax, I'll be yeah, happy.
0: Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, um yeah, there's there's a lot of potentials that could be really, really cool. Uh so we got a little bit of time left, so I guess more '95 film or Annihilation? Oh gosh, um,
2: well yeah, fuck. I think,
1: <laughs> I think part of so yeah, it's been it has been a while since we saw the '95 film, so I'm a little less uh like versed in it than these guys, um, because I don't remember it as well, which is why I've been I've been a little uh silent because I'm like I don't really have much to add. Um, but one thing I will add at the very end is that um, I did appreciate the campiness of a lot of the acting in, um, the 95 version. Uh, and specifically, I think where we kind of felt the absence of that camp in the new one was with, uh, Shang and, um, Raiden.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: They, They were, they like, I feel like all of us kind of simultaneously were like, Oh man, the main bad guy is like not a scenery chewing, like, you know, like, Soul-sucking monster, like, in the... In the 95 version. Yeah.
2: Um, with I, I, his perfectly coiffed hair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, with perfectly coiffed hair. Um, I still... Again, I still... I think he grew on me. Like, especially, like... Towards some of his middle scenes. he He felt he felt menacing at that. Like, you know, he still felt really menacing. I think
2: yeah. he, um, he got over the point that like, he's done enough and like mugged at the camera enough that I can't <laughs> wait to see him get his ass kicked.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's yes. I think, I, I think, I think they established that a lot earlier in the 95 version, like literally his first scene. You're like, yes, I can't wait to see this guy get his, get his face punched. So <laughs> is
3: mine. Oh, um,
0: yes. Yeah, I, actually, I I just looked it up too because I was curious about the the actor you played uh, Sheng Tsung. and uh, apparently, like, do you remember the Dark Knight when when Batman has to go to China to to get that that Chinese mobster? Yeah, 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 yeah that's Shang Tsung. The... Yeah, yeah. I didn't yep. know. I didn't. I didn't know that until now.
1: Yeah. No. I I when I was googling everybody, I was like, oh wow, awesome.
2: Yeah. He's also in Ghost in the Shell. Oddly
0: enough, yeah. yeah. Apparently, yeah. he's also in Captain America: Winter Soldier, and uh, that one I didn't know. That one I didn't Con- know either. He's in Contagion as well.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. okay.
0: He's also in Independence Day: Resurgence, but I haven't seen that. I don't care about that. Well,
1: yeah. Well, I think everyone and also no one was in Independence Day: Resurgence. Yeah.
0: Um. Oh, I got really excited because I I saw that uh, Liu Kang's actor, I saw Monster, and I was like, oh, Monster Hunter? And it's like, no, it's just a movie called Monster Hunt.
1: Oh. Oh, so close. (laughs) But apparently he
0: was in the uh, live-action Power Rangers movie. Oh. Yeah, he was in, uh, he was the Black Ranger in that, and I guess he was in, uh, Black Mirror? Episode Striking Vipers?
1: Oh, oh okay interesting because that's actually i I think he's probably one of the game characters okay in that because it is a it's like a mortal Kombat esque game that the characters are playing okay so
0: interesting i guess he's also in um
1: the one where there's a there's a there's a thing they find where the characters can fuck and uh it's um it raises a lot of questions about how that game was QA'd for any QA tester watching. Yeah. <laughs> Black Mirror has some of the like best and worst like representations of games. It's like, okay, you you guys understand what video games are, but you don't quite understand how they're made, and the fact that like there's fucking in this VR game is not something that would be accidentally left in by developers. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess I
0: guess I guess Goro's voice actor is in all four Insidious movies. And he's in oh. Mad Max Fury Road.
1: Wait, as what? What is he in the Insidious movies? Uh,
0: some character named Tucker.
1: Oh! <gasps> oh,
0: Yeah, that's Gora's oh, voice actor.
1: I think, I think he's one of the, um... Oh my gosh. He's one of her, he's one of, like, the main, uh, the, the woman who goes to the houses to, like, help the people. He's okay. He's one of her... Her her goons.
0: Alright. And he's oh, that's uh, wild. he's the organic mechanic in Mad Max Fury Road. I recognize the name, I just don't remember the character off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But yeah. The
2: organic mechanic um
1: Oh yeah, I know. I I recognize him. I've seen him. We should stop just IMDBing people <laughs> for this podcast.
2: Well, that's well, that's when you find out shit like I did of uh, finding out that I'll Nightwolf from Annihilation is the Indian in the cupboard. What? Yeah. Oh
1: my God. Yeah,
2: the Indian in the cupboard has an animality.
1: Oh my God! All right. So- oh, by the way, I was trying to talk to people about how, um, about like my theories on why the main character in uh, the new Mortal Kombat is Nosy, specifically about the like. Arcana reveal, and I accidentally confused it with the anima, <laughs> so I called it oh, anima, and I was just like, "Oh no, it's it's infiltrated my mind." <laughs> womp womp <laughs> So,
0: should we talk about annihilation? No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it
2: has a great soundtrack, and that's it.
0: Luke oh King- yeah, thing versus Smoke was fine. Yeah. That's the. That's the It's really his-
2: good because of the music.
0: <laughs> Da,
1: I felt like the soundtrack for the original wasn't was a little bit generic. Sure, that's fair. Yeah. It was it 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 had some good moments still. Like it still had some some nice like nice riffs in it that felt very like yeah action. And it referenced some of the video game music a little bit. Uh, but ultimately, I think I got a little bit of like Marvel vibes from the soundtrack. Where like. None of the Marvel soundtracks stick out to me. That's
0: yeah, fair. The, the, original, or the original movie is just nineties techno. Whatever was yes. popular at the time. Yeah.
2: And thank yeah. God for it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. So um, I can't
2: imagine any other soundtrack.
0: That that is <laughs> that is one thing also as a disappointment that we, we discussed last night is the fact that the movie did not start off with someone screaming Mortal Kombat.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: That was a bummer. How I mean, but... dare it
2: have restraint and pacing.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean the entire first opening scene is is fantastic, but mm-hmm. But
2: they could have done it after that. They yeah. could have done the yeah. smooth, like 10-minute prologue of Bihan and Hanzo, and then Fade to Black, mm-hmm. and then Look yeah. just like, yeah, there we go. Yeah.
0: yeah. Exactly. Hell uh, yeah. But oh. yeah, no, I I think this the the 2021 film is definitely one of the best video game adaptations for me. Uh I don't know if I like it I th- more than the '95 film. Probably not. I but.
2: think they're two entirely different entities.
0: They, same. Are. they
2: same. are. I I think that just because they're from the same franchise, that's the only reason they can forever be grouped together.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, I,
1: I also will say um, again in comparison. Uh, I was I was actually surprised that the um, um, the 2021 version uh, or the, rather the 2021 movie did not have a Shang Tsung fight.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes, they're saving I thought,
1: it. I thought the end of the movie was like the halfway mark. That's that's how like fast it felt to me, where I was like, oh, oh, this is actually like this is the finale. Like Oh, like,
2: so what cat what you're saying is you wanted the four hour Snyder
0: cut.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm saying release release the Mortal Kombat Snyder
3: cut
0: That's what, four hour that's that's what, what I, like I thought point, you meant. Cup cup wherever I pronounce the director's name. But I, no, oh, like more to your point about them being two entirely different beasts, it's it's like comparing Tim Burton's Batman to Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins. You know, yes. they're they're two different yeah. beasts. You can still prefer mm-hmm. one over the other, Same but they're material, but yeah, yeah. They're they're both trying to do two separate things with different tones and Absolutely. everything like that. Uh, it's just, sure. like I mean, we we might get a similar instance of that later this year with the the next live action Resident Evil movie. Uh, we'll see. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I'm- it'll be Paul Anderson Schlock. It might still be Schlock, yeah. but
1: I'm I'm nervous for that one because, like, I don't know. like you know I, I I really love the the Resident Evil franchise. I've come to love it over the last couple years. Um, I really don't have like that much nostalgia for the movies or anything like that. Um, but I feel like I don't know. There's something about those games that like you're you're gonna have to change so much of it to make it like appealing as a horror like is it a horror movie Is it a like, i'm assuming horror action is what they is the genre they're gonna be in
0: we we don't really mm-hmm. know uh they haven't really shown off anything besides a couple set photos uh, so yeah,
1: because of that, uh, I'm kind of like i'm nervous, I'm nervous. I'll just be that <laughs> to yeah. be honest with that. I'm also nervous about having another like. On screen interpretation of those characters, like I love Wesker, but like he's always been terrible in the movies. He's been terrible in a lot of the games too because he's an
2: absolute cheeseball villain. <laughs>
1: exactly, and it's great, and I love it, and I'm he's like, I want that, but also, how do you put that in a serious horror action adaptation? You don't. You don't. That's <laughs> the. But he's in it. He's in it. So what do you do? I don't know. We'll, we'll- he's some Dane. He's some Dane. <laughs>
0: I I am I am more worried with the Resident the the new Resident Evil movie it, because based off of the description and the casting, it sounds like they're fusing both the stories of Resident Evil One and Resident Evil Two. And I'm like, that's a pretty big cast of characters to bounce from between two different oh no, settings Robin and two Amal different.
1: Oh no! The is Chris Redfield. Yeah. Oh oh no!
0: Yeah yeah. It's... I'm scared. It's I, I don't I don't have high hopes of, but yeah.
1: Arrow. Oh god. I think he's from Arrow anyway. Maybe that's just Steven. Oh no, he was in the Flash. Same difference, whatever.
0: Yeah, it's 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 the same show. <sighs> yeah, I, oh, no. I I don't know. Like we'll see. I mean, we're totally going to watch it, especially cuz it'll be over certainly. so it'll be done by watch- then.
1: Of course we're going to watch it.
0: It'll be and then then we'll talk about it. That'd be
2: great. But, um, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm
1: sorry. Uh, t- I'm sorry for calling you some dame Tom or some Dane Tom Hopper Tom Hopper. He's actually from England. I, thought <laughs> he was, I don't know why I thought he was Danish. I'm
0: sorry. Oh, because he's
1: from Black Sales. That's why. I get it. Oh. I get it now.
2: <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just say in, in closing. You know, you can't compare the two movies beyond that they're from the same root franchise. I think your Batman comparison is perfect. That's exactly the way we need to look at these. Um, Mortal Kombat 95 gets uh, 8 clapping French uh, Frenchmen out of 10. And uh, the new Mortal Kombat 2021 gets uh, 7 garden gnomes through the eye out of 10. <laughs>
0: uh i'll say in closing that that it, it to tie back to an earlier point that i'm looking at right now uh one of the co-writers of this movie was was the co-writer of doom
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh baby
0: and and also the, the first two expendables movie or the, the first expendables movie uh and wonder woman 1984 oh no Oh boy! Oh no! He's also apparently co-wrote upcoming uh, Shang Chi and the uh, Untitled Spider Verse sequel. Oh wow! So he's getting around. But yeah, he's he's He did Doom. Thank God. (laughs) Semper Fi, motherfucker! (laughs) All right, Kat, what's your closing?
1: Um. Hmm. I don't know. As like one final word on this whole this whole thing. Uh, fatality.
0: There we go. <laughs> Flawless victory. Perfect. <laughs> Test your mind uh,
2: They did it. They did the reference. They
0: referenced the thing I like.
1: I clapped. I'm gonna I clapped. come.
0: <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure cat's animality will be like mm. i don't know a, a seal because yes. her name's Kat.
2: Oh, mine's a mine's mm-hmm. a peacock
0: yeah oh very there nice you know. yeah
2: absolutely yeah it's, it's well, like, all right
0: yeah 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 uh yeah i guess the proper closing for me is is i like both this and the 95 film annihilation is garbage but it's entertaining sometimes in the right groups of people like when you have mike there who just unapologetically loves the fucking movie. <laughs> He's Someone like, I know, it's, I know it's garbage, but I still love it because it's garbage. Sometimes
2: you just gotta watch Trash.
0: It's true. I might
2: just go back and rewatch House of the Dead.
0: <laughs> no, not with, no, without now, us, you don't. without us. Because we gotta oh, also God. watch House of the Dead 2. Oh, God. I hear House of the Dead 2 is actually better than the first one. But... Shut
2: the fuck up.
0: <laughs> Lee... After saying multiple times, we're almost done with this chapter, (laughs) you don't get to tell me to shut the fuck up.
2: But James, we're almost done.
0: (laughs) We are, because we're nine minutes away from two hours, so we're killing it any second now. (laughs) Just padding out the runtime for the YouTube algorithm.
2: Oh, fuck that.
0: (laughs) Alright.
2: You suckers, you've made it this far.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I I think instead you should have just said, Suckers! Suckers! Suckers. Alright, so I guess that'll do it. Uh, So, yeah.
1: Gooncast signing off?
0: Gooncast signing off, and, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: You can, uh, damn it, you can catch us, uh, on Twitch at, uh, Saber0307 uh, for Mr. Saber's lovely streams of, uh, Horror, retro, uh and all manner of of goon hack fraudery.
0: And and soon to be valid gesture at, at Twitch and maybe yes. maybe the mm-hmm. attack cat if she ever fucking streams Nancy Drew, goddammit. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I, I
1: got a lot of nothing it. to do as as noted in my intro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> listen, listen, well
2: you. we'll we'll keep we'll keep peer pressuring cat into uh oh, We will. Getting her stream
0: back. We're up. gonna do it. There you go. We're uh, gonna do it. Uh, yeah,
2: you can catch catch my shameless plug over at uh, Twitch.tv/slash Valley Jester. I'm gonna be getting things started uh, either tonight or tomorrow. I'm gonna be starting off with a playthrough of The Adventures of Van Helsing, which is a wonderful ARPG with lots of gothic flair. Nice and still. you can catch more of my stuff at my website www.leealdercreative.com, which is actually going to be updated soon. I have a piece oh coming God. up, uh a deconstruction of Lovecraft and why it is near impossible to translate his material from book to screen.
0: Awesome. Cool. And I think next time cool. next kill cool. uh next time we 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 get together for one of these things, uh we got to we got to pick a time for us to do it. The the watch but uh, it's gonna be erased.
1: Hell yeah! This yeah. is gonna be a me
0: podcast. I, I know wow.
2: absolutely nothing about it, and I want it yeah. that way, so neither of you tell me yeah. anything, I want to go in completely blind.
0: I've Zip, never seen zipping. it, so I know nothing about it besides the fact that I'm going to make my inevitable Erased 2, Erased Harder joke. <laughs> God damn it. Zipping,
1: zipping the lips, I am hoping you guys will really enjoy it. Yeah,
0: it'll be good. Yeah. Alright, so mm-hmm. everybody take care, and, uh... Yeah, uh, obligatory Mortal Kombat reference. Bye.
3: Bye! Bye!